comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. together from the cosmic reaches of the universe, here in this great hall of justice, are the most powerful forces of good ever assembled. I am Supergirl. I am the Flash. My name is Oliver Queen. I had to become the Green Arrow. Dedicated to truth. Justice and peace for all mankind. Hey everybody, welcome to the DC TV Podcast, episode 52. <laughs> you have fallen into an alternate universe of podcasting. The finest podcast in all the multiverse, right here. Uh, the DC TV Podcast. And uh, we had a full slate of six shows on the DC TV Podcast this week. Uh, we had, of course, Lucifer. Supergirl, The Flash, iZombie, uh, Arrow, and then Legends of Tomorrow. And uh, all in all, uh, pretty strong overall. I had some quibbles here and there on some of the episodes, but overall, some, some really strong stuff. Um, not, you know, no like season ender stuff, but I mean, we, I mean, Legends especially was really, really cool this week. Yeah. Um, iZombie was hilarious this week. It's just been, it was. It was. It, it's just been a really, uh, really fun I, time. I think that was probably one of my top episodes, but a favorite. Yeah, it was so funny. It went by fast too. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, you're right. It was a good slate of shows the whole week. The only one I just found myself getting bored a few times during Arrow, but other than that, it was a pretty solid DC week. Excellent. And to uh, to join me on this perilous quest through. All the DC TV of the week is, uh, of course, Lucifer's own private handler, chauffeur, and bodyguard, Mr. Daryl Taylor. Well, I am training, so I'm ready. <laughs> and the alternate universe version of Kevin Smith, Chubto <laughs> Sheldon. Hey, I'm too fat to fly. <laughs> and less annoying when you talk about comics. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, lots of great stuff this week. And before we uh, jump into all the the, uh, the episodes, the biggest news this week we got on DCTV was that, indeed, in March, during the sweeps, of course, or right mm-hmm. after sweeps, I guess, um, The Flash and Supergirl will be crossing over. Now, this is, I mean, this is something we, you know, was rumored and was speculated about because, I mean, they're both uh, under Greg Berlanti Productions. They both, you know, share a lot of the same production staff. They share some of the same writing and directing staff as well, uh, even though they're on different networks. Uh, I'm excited. And here's the interesting thing about it. The script that was submitted was called World's Finest, okay? Mm-hmm. But, but there was no apostrophe over the S at all. So it's yeah. just worlds, as in more than one world, finest. So I'm thinking instead of this national city being in the same world as Oliver Queen's Star City mm-hmm. and 
and the Flash's central city that it's going to be an alternate. Uh, it's so simple. I mean, it's so easy the way that they put these worlds together, especially in the yeah. Flash. It's so easy oh, for him for to sure. just run through that thing and just uh, come about and fall right into Supergirl's world. Like it's just they've pretty much made Flash such a comic book show that it's just so easy and it's been in and and uh from the the uh legends of the legends uh tv special that they did uh, you know the superhero tv special for the dc shows from Zack snyder um talking about uh the movies and versus the tv shows they've all had the same kind of line where they said we have many worlds and we mm-hmm. wanted it to be that way for a reason. The TV can be the TV. The movies can be the movies. And no one is running to say adamantly that they could never, ever, ever cross. But the thing is... It's <clears> a multiverse. <throat> they and they're cross. saying it, which is weird because Marvel, which is... Um, when they're questioned on the... You know, like just saying it's a multiverse with their stuff, they won't even acknowledge there's a any kind of other worlds. But they've worked so hard the other direction. Yeah. They, they've yeah, done they've nothing so hard to but put, uh, put all that connective tissue in there and create mm-hmm. this cohesive universe. It's like, yeah. you know, DC is, they're kind of doing that now with the, you know, Batman v Superman everything in their movie universe. But like mm-hmm. you say, Daryl, I mean, it's a, it's a multiverse. You know, you can have, I mean, uh, ostensibly down the road, you could have, you know, uh, Grant Gustin show up on the, the Flash movie, you yes. know. Or, you know, or, or Supergirl show up in, in the Man of Steel 2 or, or whatever. I mean, theoretically. I mean, obviously, these you know, there are a lot of logistical problems in between there. Even though they're owned by the same company, there are different productions, right. yada, yada. But, but they're putting it out there that, look, that it could. Yeah, the, these are all worlds. Like, all these worlds there. exist. Absolutely. There's, there's no way, you know, there's no reason why. They... And I think it's really brilliant if that is what they're going to do. I mean, it. it I, to me, that that just ups their game a little more than what we've gotten from Marvel, which has been fantastic. But well, we've kind know. of see we're kind of seeing the seams in that, though. You know what I mean? Like right. yeah. like Age of Ultron is a good example. In Age of Ultron, there are a lot of seeds in there for mm-hmm. other Marvel movies, and I think kind of to the detriment of right. the Age of Ultron movie. I thought you know the Ragnarok stuff didn't need to be in there. The, the yeah, the, the yeah. Wakanda stuff didn't really need to be in there. It just kind of they, they wanted something tied to Black Panther, you know. Right. Um, it, it just it seemed like um, you know some and and then we you know we've 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 talked before about Agents of Shield. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's supposedly part of this universe, but this is often the redheaded stepchild, you know, and kind of you know left out of continuity when it could have easily been dealt in. And ratings are kind of showing that. Like ratings are not uh, the strongest in terms of the the Marvel shows, right. as opposed to the DC shows. Their their ratings have kind of gone up. Like some of them have well, hit. Beaten. Go ahead. Oh, I was saying, I was just going to 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 speak to that point. Legends of Tomorrow is doing huge numbers. Like yeah. they're doing oh, yeah. bigger numbers than the Flash. Yeah, it's and the crazy. Flash had beat uh, the Flash had beat the big three. Uh, networks one of their episodes I forgot which one it was that they had yeah. announced it it was not this was it this last one or the one no before? it was it, a couple of weeks ago I think it, that's it what I'm saying I think time slot like yeah. it, all the other shows I mean who would have thought the second half of the, I don't know what the, the, uh, the ratings are for this week's Legends of Tomorrow but the second half of the pilot from last week 
beat out two of the big four networks. I think it beat out ABC and NBC. And that, and that is like really That's saying huge. something. This That's is huge. CW. The CW never beats. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna make a prediction, man. I said I end up being the DC network. I'm with you because that's the thing. I'm on board because they're well. There was a a talk of on you know speculation about how the other CW shows have been losing ratings. Mm -hmm. You know, like they've talked about they're probably going to end some of the long term shows like Vampire Diaries and stuff like that. And um, but the ones the shows that have been growing in audience have been The Flash and The Legends and and uh, Arrow has been maintaining so. I mean that's that, that that's not too far fetched to to I could think. see it happening, man. I totally could. You know, shareholders yeah. are looking. I mean, and they've, I mean, they've and they've got iZombie already, which I mean is right. is a DC property, but is not mm-hmm. superhero flavored. You know what I mean? I right. mean they could easily yeah. you know dip into the Vertigo bag and pull a few more shows like that out. You know, yeah, sure I'd love could. to see a Swamp Thing. Swamp oh, Thing would be awesome. imagine yeah, imagine if so they brought awesome. back Constantine on CW, you know. Oh, I'd love to see. That. I mean, that would fit right in, and it would be a non-superhero yeah. thing, and they could have the you know yearly yeah. crossover with Arrow, and I mean, yeah. I don't know. I know it's a beautiful dream, but uh, it is a beautiful dream. We'll we'll now, be there someday, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> now I know it's been on a long run, like ten, eleven years, um, but I hear it's still very, very strong. Is that show Supernatural? You think that that's one that would go away too, or stay no, on? No, like they're actually talking about doing it, uh, giving them another season. It it that could stop at any time. Yeah. Of course, the actors it's, it's up really up to the the actors and the yeah. creator right that now. That is such a big rabbit fan base too. Though. Yeah. I mean, they really are. I mean, the fans of that show are really really into that. Show. Oh yeah, several of my friends just keep chastising me for not having watched it and i'm just like i haven't you know come on i don't have time to binge watch like 11 seasons right, right. but they get it though i mean like they're they're yeah. like how uh grant and 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 uh steven amell and like how they are with their shows and their fans yeah. they get it you know they celebrate their shows they you know instagrams and talking on twitters and going to different con you know different cons and stuff and so they cultivate their their fans to the point where they're loyal. I'm one of them. So I've been watching Supernatural since the yeah. second season. So it, it's one of those shows where it's like a fan favorite. Right. Yeah. It's one that I always said I want to watch that show, and I just never did. And mm-hmm. it just you know, and because it, it looks great, and from everything my buddy John says, you know, that's why I was like, it's a fun show. kind of cornerstone of DC or of CW right now. You know, one of the you know. It's what eleventh eleventh season, isn't it? Twelfth season, something. I think eleventh. Like I think it's on eleventh yeah. right now. Yeah, it's been it's a time. comic show. It's funny, and even one of the showrunners, one of the uh, producers that, that work on that show, Adam uh, Glass, he actually wrote comics for a little while. He was doing Suicide Squad for DC mm-hmm. for a while. So it's 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 written like a comic book. They have their own little world. They have their own characters reoccurring. They're enemies. Like it's it's they have a long, a lot of continuity now over the years. So it is written like a comic book show. So it kind of fits in with the rest of the cool the other shows. Right. Awesome. Well that thing's had a long run. Does have they published like comic stories of Supernatural? Uh they did a little uh digital thing uh oh. for a minute. So 'cause it is Warner I think it's still Warner Brothers something. Mm-hmm. So 
Let's get into the TV shows. Let's yes, go. absolutely. We got a lot to cover this week. Uh, let's start off with Lucifer, season one, episode two. Mm-hmm. Uh, stay good, devil. <laughs> <laughs> or stay good, devil, I guess. You could be yeah. you know, right either way. It starts out with uh, Lucifer going by like a Rorschach-type end-of-days style, uh, style uh, you know, street crier type guy. Right. And it turns out he's just doing it for the tips. Uh, he doesn't really believe in the devil. And so Lucifer decides to actually morph into his red devil version <laughs> for a second. And like, just like is fitting. Such fitting. a convenient power. Yeah. <laughs> and a reminder that he, I'm not a good guy. Um, right. And then we get a uh, scene with him and Rachel Harris as his therapist. And again, like I said, it, it, this is almost like his diet from Melfi from, yes. uh, from, yes. uh, from Sopranos. And even more so in this episode. You feel that, so yeah. He's talking about because he's, he's worried. He's becoming too empathetic with humans, right? Mainly over Chloe, but I, uh, you know, Linda isn't so sure, you know. But uh, but Lucifer feels like he's becoming too close, and just about everybody in this episode tells him that too. Yeah, like mm-hmm. Nazakeen, the angel. Everyone tells him he's getting too soft. He's he's like uh, getting too uh, sympathetic, you know, with the humans from living with them. Mm-hmm. Um. Chloe shows up at his uh, at his uh, nightclub. Tells him that you know uh, figures. She found out that like up until five years ago, he doesn't it hadn't existed. And then he reminds her, you know, hey, it's no secret. I'm the devil. I'm telling you straight up. You know, <laughs> he's not like you know. But but she doesn't. You know, she's still kind of perplexed and doesn't know what his real deal is. Um, the procedural part of the episode uh, the, was a uh, a car crash uh, caused by one paparazzi. They thought. And then it turns out it was caused by another paparazzi. Um, it was it was kind of less interesting, I thought, than the, than the other the rest of the episode to me. I think the way yeah. it was done, it was like we really don't even want you to care about that part because it's not important. We're more interested in the other stuff. So, yeah, it it felt kind of clunky in the way that. Yeah, it felt like they were not trying to. It felt like they had threw that in there because they felt like they needed to do to throw a, a case in there, but it, it really was about. And they could have just left it that way. It really was about him changing because of right his, uh, the time he spent on Earth and and really trying to figure out what is the deal. Why does he? Why is this woman? He's so captivated by this woman and. And why isn't she affected by what he does? You know, like his... what's your theory? Do you have one? I was thinking she's uh, she had something to do with God. That's what I was thinking. Well, or I was maybe, thinking maybe... she might be the last bloodline of Scion or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's Dogma. That's a totally different show. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying. You're, you're well, you are the alternate guy. reality version, it, Kevin Smith. Exactly. Right. Dang, it's true. We do find out a little piece of this puzzle, though, because um, uh, the, the one photographer, uh, Lucifer interrogates him and finds out he was the first photographer to crash his, her father's funeral. Mm-hmm. Right? And then, um, but it it seems like he has more information, but he's unable to reveal it. And it doesn't matter how hard Lucifer presses him, he won't give it up. Right. So, like, there's something going on. I think there's, her father might have been, like, I don't know, some sort of guy involved in the war between heaven and hell, maybe? Is there's got to be. Or they're trying to hide her from from Lucifer. Yeah, there's got to be something. Yeah, there's got to be something there more more than what... Well, I was also thinking, what if... What if um, she is Lucifer's daughter? Hmm. Mm. 
that he doesn't know about, you know? I mean, the, you know, but the, even that, I don't know if that would be enough what it would affect him like that. Yeah. And angels are still affected by him. I don't. Yeah. yeah. I, don't I, I don't know. I think it's something to do with with God, maybe even, you know, Jesus or, you know, maybe she is a blood relative down the line. Maybe we don't know. But I, I think it's got something to do with God. And they something even the angels are probably keeping from him, if they even know. Yeah. Right. Uh, the club at the club, Mazakin, uh, you know, chastises Lucifer once again for having feelings for Chloe, and tells him, you know, tell it causes him to like snap at her, and his eyes flare up, and she drops it. They able uh, they locate the other paparazzi, and then uh, they bring together the two paparazzi, and they're going to do- dole out this punishment because once they die. Uh, Lucifer's not going to be in hell to give them the punishment they deserve. Right. So Mazakin puts a gun at each of their feet, and Lucifer taunts them both until Josh pulls the trigger and killed, tries to kill his mentor, but he doesn't know that there aren't any bullets in the gun. Uh, Chloe arrives at the scene and begs Nick not to kill Josh, but he shoots anyway. The, the bullet, yeah, and this is where it gets cool. Right, the yeah. bullet gets like suspended in air, and time slows down mm-hmm. because Lucifer summoned the angel, Amendiel. Lucifer snatches the bullet, admits to his to the angel that he is in fact changing, and then he kicks Josh in the nuts <laughs> before the angel takes off again. Nice. Yeah. Time kicks back in. Everybody's confused. Chloe mm-hmm. wants answers, and uh, he's like, "Hey, I already told you the truth." Um, Chloe tells her daughter about her being an actress in the past, but her daughter already knows because you know there's this thing called the internet. Yeah. That was, was so great. I loved it. <laughs> it was like, it was such a big deal. And then he was like, yeah, of course I know. Duh. Um, the end of the episode, uh, Lucifer uh, visits his therapist again. And then Claude visits, visits Jimmy, the guy who shot her, and asks him to tell her exactly what happened between him and Lucifer. Uh, Jimmy is totally losing it. And he says, well, he's the devil. He's the devil. And they restrain him. Right. And that's the end of the episode. Here's here's all right. I like this show. Okay, mm-hmm. I like I like the main dude. I like I think the woman playing Chloe is is getting is growing on me as as the episodes are going on. Mm-hmm. But I really don't see the need for the procedural stuff. Yeah, I, that, and I've in talking about it in the beginning, we we talked about that is my biggest uh, kind of fear about the show succeeding is if they can balance that and when they don't need to do the procedural they don't like iZombie has kind of done that some episodes where they don't even need it they just get it out the way mm-hmm. yeah. or they use a funny way of like it, it, instead of always ending up in that interrogation room at the end and then they get them to admit it they do something either not either they solve it really fast they've done that or they solve it and it and they get the confession, and they tie it into what's going on with the characters. So yeah, I think there's enough story here. They don't need the procedural stuff. You know what I mean? Like, there's enough story that they could just they could live without it. I mean, they could weave it through like it, you know, so that there's still that element, but not make it a heavy part of the plot. Make it like a sub subplot type thing. Mm-hmm. Because we don't, we don't, we don't need the creature of the week or all that stuff or the. Right. Well, they don't even need to solve it together. 
I could it could right, just be right. she solves a case really you know like she wraps up the case or whatever doing police work and he just he's going through his thing that's right. they now, have to find a way to do it. I will tell you this when Lucifer uh, gets on the piano and plays King of Pain. Yeah, I, I loved that scene. That was so right. great. He only like the thing now is I I don't want them to go through this every episode where she she he's. I don't want an X-Files of him trying to get her, her to believe he's the devil and she doesn't want to see it, no matter right. what happens. Right. Until, like... You yeah, know, that would, that would not, yeah, that would wear out its welcome pretty quick. Yeah, so totally. Like, they have to... The other thing is, once she gets to the point where... I mean, because he's basically blatantly showing her, the, especially after what happened in the, at the end of the episode, she has to... How are they going... How is her character going to deal with the fact that um, she is hanging with Lucifer, the devil. Like that has to be dealt with, and and not for and it can't be a long process of her dealing with that. Right. I don't. I give this episode a B. It was good, solid television. Again, I enjoyed most of the cast a lot, and um, I, I, as I said, the woman who plays Chloe is is growing on me after me not really being that warm to her mm-hmm. uh, to begin with. Um, I, I think it's more artfully done than I ex- anticipated it to be. Like, it has more, I don't know, like you said, the King, the King of Pain scene, like little scenes like that, they just kind of set it off, you know, a little a little differently. So I, I appreciated that. So I give it a B. Yeah, I, I, I would it be. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking B- minus because th- there were some points where I, it kind of just, went left when it should have went right you know so but um overall still think this show has much promise absolutely i I, i'm interested to see where they take it yeah okay uh next up supergirl season one episode 12 bizarro Mm -hmm. and after me griping and complaining about Maxwell Lord being bland as, as white bread with mayo on it <laughs> and government cheese. He finally steps up his supervillain game a little bit in this episode. Yes, he does. And goes full Luthor. And uh, it turns out he's been kidnapping comatose uh, Jane Doe's mm-hmm. and conducting crazy Kryptonian gene experiments on them to try to make uh, a Kara clone. Right, uh, out of Kara's DNA and these and these women as the template, and we pretty much start this episode uh, right where we left off last time with Kara watching as the Supergirl clone that we see in a flashback before this part, um, mm-hmm. made by Maxwell Lord, uh, throwing the you know the truck off the bridge, and then uh, she they go to the uh, she goes immediately to the DEO and it's like you know there's a lookalike of me. You know, out there uh, right now, you know, they so all they can really do is get together their kryptonite stuff and hope that they show she shows up again. Um, they you know, so they you know, they pretty much can only you know wait, wait and prepare. Um, we then uh, switch to Kara at uh, at Catco the next day. She's about to go on her uh, CW date with right. uh, <laughs> with her real life husband, totally uh, Blake Jenner. This it was so funny. The most CW moment in all of DC this week uh, was on this show, and not yeah, any right. of the CW shows. It was that show. So it was right. that part where they're on the date. They're like kind of that camera does the three sixty sweep, and then they're, mm-hmm. they're kid, about to kiss, and then she gets snatched away by Bizarro. 
but even add to that the conversation with yes, uh, Jimmy, whole James and uh, yeah, and uh, what you call it where he's like, but you could be with her, and uh, you love you know you have feelings. Yeah, with Win Win telling James that you know that yeah, with her. or even better at the at the end with James you know professing his love. Like to the bizarro version to try to get to you know to try to get to her. Yeah, we, just or, freaking say like it was one of those things where you're like, right. like that's why it, I love her. I'm like, oh. God dang it, man! Like she's been pining after you all this time, and you look like you look. You're off. Just with, say it. And you're off with Channing Tatum's wife. I mean, what's going on with that? What 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 is your problem, man? Just tell the girl that you got that you like her. You got the you got feelings for her. Why are you being dumb? Anyway, <laughs> just, uh, um, Kara goes to work and uh, puts forth the theory to Cat Grant that maybe this isn't the real Supergirl, and Cat likes that idea and goes with that. And then she sets up her date with uh, with uh, Blake Jenner. Uh, right. You remember the character's name? Uh, right. It seems that Wynn is back on board now with Team Supergirl because he's kind of interested in who this doppelganger could be. Mm-hmm. And that was really quick. That was like what one episode he was mad at her. Now he's back on the team. Well, he really didn't even have a reason to, to a right to be mad at her, right? Like, and yeah, well, it was you more, pining for her. Just, yeah. I mean, you gotta, you know, him pining for her is not. It wasn't like she did something wrong. She didn't have feelings for him, so she just had to say it. Um, they go to uh, Karen Adam go on their first date, and it's all very cute. Until she gets the Supergirl call that uh, her doppelganger, Dupaganger, is uh, um, tr- is at a, a cable car accident. Uh, cable cars come off the off the cable, and the her doppelganger is there, like uh, flying around. And she shows up to help the people in the cable car. Her doppelganger shows up. They fight. She almost drops the cable car into the river, <laughs> and saves them. And by saving, in the time it takes to save them, she gets away. Supergirl, not evil. <laughs> yeah, right. Those were weird scenes. Like she ends up back in Maxwell Lord's, uh, um, you know, a lab or whatever, and he's like brainwashing her, uh, Clockwork Orange style, with big screen TVs with Supergirl, you know, kill Supergirl, kill Supergirl. All right. And then you know when you know the Supergirl clone realizes that Supergirl saved all those people rather than go after her, you know, like Daryl said, Supergirl not bad, Supergirl not evil, <laughs> and he has to like kind of talk her into wanting to kill Supergirl again. Yeah. Um. So you know they, they go back to the Do. They said you know she's an actual clone of, of yours. Maybe the, you know Kryptonite darts will help. Maybe you know we, if we can lure her out somewhere where we can get to her. Uh, we might be, you know, we might be able to take her down. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kara's like, "Well, I'm gonna lay low," and her sister's like, "No, you don't lay low. You go out on your date with with Pretty Boy or whatever." So they go out. <laughs> they, um, you know, like I said, they have their very CW moment date or whatever. And in the middle of it, as Kara, she gets snatched up by a bizarre Supergirl. And they take her out to, I think it was the same field where she fought Alora a few episodes ago. It looked like it, yeah. It looked like the same spot. Yeah. Um, and they, they they tussle, and it turns out that Bizarro Supergirl has the opposite powers of Supergirl. She has uh, fire breath and uh, freeze vision. And uh, when they get out there, the, uh, the, the DEO uh, find, you know, tracks her out there and shoots her up with kryptonite. But instead of... Uh, 
um, you know, stopping her, it makes her stronger. But kind of, kind of dis, um, disfigures her face. Whoa, you're like the opposite of, of Supergirl. <laughs> you're like whatever, you know, she does. She does the opposite of what you do. Kara decides the, uh, uh, that she won't, she can't uh, date this guy and, you know, went, and always put him in danger or whatever and kind of breaks up with him on lame pretenses. You know, Jim, when I'm out saving the world, I just <laughs> can't be in a relationship with a woman that I... I tried to protect you. I'm because trying to I protect can't. you. Jim, Jim, listen. It's not, it's not that I don't love her. It's just that I can't a, let her be a part of this world. I can't but, let her be hurt. You can't put her in I'm, danger. I'm a super person, and I have to go do super things, and I can't. If there be was a drinking with game with with uh, with that and these DC TV shows, we would all be drunk <laughs> all the time. Uh, <laughs> it's always it's always that thing. Oh my god, going back to Arrow first season. I can't. The 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 other thing in this episode that and it's so stupid anyway so it doesn't really bother me but you know bizarro was in a normal supergirl outfit and then at some point the the actual house of l crest turns backwards uh-huh when she's first on the scene you know in in the beginning of the episode the s is the right way on her uniform uh-huh uh-huh and and then after a battle, all of a sudden it's reversed and backwards without I, explanation. I totally did not notice that. Oh, all. yeah. I did not notice right. that. I noticed yeah. it when it was backwards, but I did not notice it when it was the right way. Forgot about that. You're mm-hmm. right. Interesting. Good eye. Good eye, sir. Yeah, good eye. Well played, sir. Well played. Whoa. You once again proved your usefulness for another week. It's Yay! like... <laughs> It's like the super-powered kryptonite thingy made her S go round-round. It's so bizarro. It's bizarro. Um, Alex flies off in a rage because in the meantime, they figured out what he's been doing. He's been stealing these women and trying to some way uh, clone a Kryptonian or, or meld a human with a Kryptonian. Uh, she flies off in a rage at Maxwell Lord. Maxwell Lord kind of does the, you know, if I did the whole OJ, if I did it, then it would have right. done this, you know, and that or whatever. And Alex, you know, and, and, uh, and there's no way to touch him at this point. You know, there's no way for her to, uh, to get, to get to it, uh, to get him, uh, to, you know, to confess or, or even to charge him with anything, you know, because mm-hmm. there's, no, there's no proof or whatever. Later on, Alex is just kind of mad and irrational and shows up at Lord's place and arrests him and locks him up. Because I'm angry. Hank is not real happy with this. Oh. Uh, but they throw him in a DEO cell anyway. And he knows, and they this is where they, they find out that Lord knows everything. Lord knows! <laughs> no, he uh, he knows that they're sisters. He knows that Cara Danvers is Supergirl. Everything. You know, you know I because only... he tries to play that card to keep standing. Mm-hmm. He's like, if you put me in jail, I'll tell everyone that she's super gone. Only thing that throws me is, and it's probably be, it's only because I've uh, all the years of reading Martian Manhunter in the comics. I wish he had a better handle on his telepathy. Yeah, in the, this version, it just seems like he, he's not. Yeah, he's not tuned with his telepathy like he is in the comic. I, I get what you mean. Yeah, 
And no one else would know that unless you read the comics. If you don't, you, it wouldn't even be a thing with you. You wouldn't even notice that. I think they're giving them too much of an out on a lot of this stuff, though. You know what I mean? I think keep, yeah, yeah. It would keeping him nice. reluctant to use his powers, I think, mm-hmm. is a good way to play him right now. You know? Yeah, plus yeah. Yeah. it would be your thing to get out of a lot of problems, and that'd be too easy. Bizarro Supergirl kidnaps James. Uh, takes me to a warehouse, ties him up, and uh, James tries to appeal to a better nature. But uh, he's trying to signal Supergirl with his watch at the same time. <laughs> uh, Bizarro thinks she's li- he's lying, and uh, James hits the Supergirl button just in the nick of time. And she swoops in, and they fight uh, once more. Um, Kara keeps her busy while Alex lines up a shot with some sort of reverse kryptonite radiation or whatever. It does work. It takes her out, and they take her back to the DEO, where they put her back into a coma and put her mm-hmm. into sleep. But before they do, her and Kara have a tender moment, and she says, "You know, we're, we're going to help you. We're going to, you know, cure hold you. My, hold my hand. hold my hand while I fall asleep. And yeah. When you wake up, you won't be alone. I I don't understand. Meanwhile, I think I'm a clone now. Meanwhile, they throw Lord in a DEO cell. Mm-hmm. He has this little Loki moment with the Danvers sisters at yeah. the end of the episode." And uh, the uh, the episode ends with uh, Kara and Kat kind of being icy to each other because she broke her you know her son's heart. Um, James turns her down for drinks because he's on his way to pick up Lucy from the airport. Uh huh. And uh, she flies home, and she goes inside, and uh, there's something weird on her coffee table. It looks like an opened up cabbage of some sort. And it's all purple and whatever. And she reaches down to touch it. Obviously, she's never seen Alien ever. <laughs> I'm saying, right? Yeah, because I'm like, yeah, that's what you do. You reach out and touch Alien goo. Because they don't have smells. Like, uh-huh. that is the, the first thing that always gets me with these type of, uh, when something like this happens is any anything from any other place is going to give off a smell. That's like the, that is like the pet peeve I have. It's like the equivalent of no one locks their doors on sitcoms, right? And like it's like you, how can you not smell some sort of weird alien? Yes, you giant can smell when just goo pile. <laughs> yeah, you can smell when just another human is in in close proximity because you would either smell cologne, soap, or non soap. Right, or you can smell when it's about to rain just from right. the humidity in the air, you know. And you have enhanced senses, so it's like, n- come on. Yeah, I'm going to reach out and touch this goo. And it's as no she looks reason. up, there's something weird and tentacled falls from the ceiling on top of her. And that is the end of this episode of Supergirl. Uh, I found out, and uh, spoiler in the next two minutes real quick. But our next episode, uh, for comic fans out there, is going to involve the Black Mercy, which I did not get from this end of the season, end of this episode, but I did get from the previews of next week's episode. Um, and if you know what that means, if you're a comic book fan, mm-hmm. then you know that uh, that's going to be a pretty yep. cool uh, story, for sure. Yeah. A cool retelling of one of the best Superman stories ever. And you know what's good, and part of it is she'll probably be in love with James and be in a relationship with James. And, and there's one thing I'm, I'm really going to be annoyed by, but I know they're going to do it. James and Lucy, of course, are going to break up. Mm. And that will be a, a thing. 
And just when they break up, just when he breaks up with Lucy, there will be something either, either uh, what you call his husband comes back or whatever, but it'll be something that will keep Kara from getting with James. I just see it I, like that is such a CW thing, and I know they're going to do it, and I hate when they do it because they don't have to do it. But this is very CW. This was very CW episode. Yes, as I mentioned, very much so. Yes, um, I give it an A though. I really like this episode. I like the Bizarro Supergirl. I like mm-hmm. to finally up up the Maxwell Lord game because he was really bland for a long time. Uh, I just, I was just. Um, I, I really like this episode a lot. It's probably my favorite, one of my favorite episodes since mm-hmm. the pilot. A pilot. I, yeah, it gets a B plus. I did, I did better fights. They're, they're doing a better job each time of showing, uh, of showing enhanced beings fighting. And Bizarro has always been one of my favorite characters. So mm-hmm. it's cool always this version. Yeah, yeah first first appeared in Superboy sixty eight. Whoa, nerd boy. Yeah, I had it. Cool. Do you have Joker's cane too? Joker's what? His cane? Do you have Joker's cane too? No. Uh-huh. Okay then. What do you know? <laughs> what do you give it, Rich? Um, I, I gave it a B. Um, I, I, there was a lot that just kind of I don't know. I got bored of a couple spots, but for the most part, it was good. I just um. The CW-ness of it knocks it down a peg. I'm still not digging Maxwell Lord, and I really just hope that they phase him out quickly and he's not going to be taking up too much more of our time. But Yeah, I'm not, I don't like that actor a lot, but I thought it was it was better in this mm. episode than it had been. And my, my favorite thing about this was one the most CW moment in the whole episode got undercut by her getting you know kidnapped by... Bizarre, right. right. So that was kind of cool. I just hope they don't do too long with the cat uh, thing of their relationship. Yeah, because I like the the mentoring that she's been doing with Kara, and I, it it's just it's angst that doesn't need to be there. Oh, yes. so what? She's not dating your son. So what? She you wasn't wouldn't dating even son to begin with, right? And she, you wouldn't even be talking to your son right now if, if she didn't come in and do what she did. You know, like you at least have a relationship with this boy now, as opposed to just the pining away for, you know, like all the time you've lost with your son. Like you have that now. You can actually, you know, interact and talk to him and stuff and communicate with him. Guess what? That happened because of Kara. So get over yourself. (laughs) So what? She won't date your pretty son. I think he'll be all right. (laughs) Face it. James is prettier. Okay. Exactly. (laughs) Just deal with exactly. it. Exactly. James is pretty. So get over it. Exactly. Okay, guys. Uh, let's move on to iZombie. Yeah. Oh, you want to talk about sexy time? Yeah. Season 2, Episode 11, uh, 50 sexy. Shades of Grey Matter. Sexy time. <laughs> Man, she was all over everybody this episode. Mm. Um, everybody uh, was all a little hot. Little hot yeah, out. yeah. The brain du jour, the brain of the week is... Uh, uh, belong to a uh, romance novelist and uh, and a writer of erotica, uh, kind of you know Fifty Shades of Grey type writer. Right. And uh, Liv is all hot and bothered everywhere. Uh, to the max, she like gives Clive a back rub and like she slaps Ravi on the ass. Yeah, she's she has that, she has a huge <laughs> makeout session with that that hunky zombie. Uh, yeah, b- 
but but oddly no no major love. No, well, I mean that's kind of you get tired of that after a while. It's kind of right. like yeah, it's broken up like how many times already? So it's it's. I'm glad that they get the that they understand that running in that trope of they break up and then something happens that they have to get back together again. It gets old, so they they got away from that, and I'm glad. This is also where we get the cool a cool shout out to Veronica Mars is uh, uh, Kristen Bell. Oh, totally, because she's reading the audiobook yes. uh, of Grace's uh, book Upright. It's called Upright Position. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that was funny. That was so funny. Yeah. Um, Peyton and Blaine, he's uh, he's helping her more and more with this uh, um, this case against Stacy Boss. Damn, Peyton! I told you to stay away from him. Boss is not listens. Boss is not really happy about it, and is kind of retaliating in some ways. But uh, Blaine and Peyton hook up. Yeah, I knew that was coming. And here's what I wanted to ask: mm-hmm. Is is the zombie virus an STD? That's a good question because like, they just mm, had he, that whole he, thing too. Did he just zombify Peyton? Yeah, good question. Like I know he zombified that one woman earlier. I think it was in season one. Remember? But he's not a zombie right now. Right. Well, he's coming back to being a zombie. You right. Know what but I mean? he's still in. They he's, might say because yeah. he's still in remission. Yeah. Well, I know. I, you know, even if it's, I mean, even if you, or I mean, well, like something like herpes or whatever, it could be in remission, but you can still pass mm-hmm. it on. But you know, it could be what they, they do have outbreak like windows mm. to not do it. Like there is windows of when it breaks out and when it doesn't. And if you have, I don't really see, a, I don't really see Blaine as being like the, the uh, responsible sexual partner. No, he wouldn't care. But I mean, <laughs> I'm talking TV it's situational. If they deal, if they have, they come across that conversation, they could just say when he did have sex with her, he just wasn't. You know, it wasn't present at that particular time. To not, I don't, I don't know if they're going to go with that and and get you know and make her deal with that extra on top of everything else she has to deal with. Already, they might not go because if they were, I think they would have went that route already. Like when she came to the house and had that conversation, I think part of that conversation would have been, "Oh my God, you know, I had sex with him, and does that mean I'll get it?" And then. And then the the real angst would be uh, Peyton would have to deal with Ravi, and Ravi still has feelings for her. Right. So, and that would be a thing, which I kind of would have liked if they dealt with that, but I don't think yeah. they're going to. Yeah. yeah. Um, Drake comes to see Liv for uh, some like zombie Q and A. She mm-hmm. kind of explains the whole zombie rage thing to him while like checking him out, and then right. they end up going out to their di- to dinner. Mm-hmm. And then making out and say, "Oh, we're gonna take it slow." But uh, this was such bull, mm, bull crap. Uh, see, this was the CW moment. Yeah, this was the most CW moment in the episode, which was small compared to other CW moments on other shows. There was no listen. You are a zombie. You won't get the virus. He won't get the virus. You're already both zombies. You're not with Major anymore. There's not one reason why you just couldn't have did it and yep. just you got your groove on. And if you don't like each other afterwards, guess what? You just keep it moving. There's you're no in, reason. You're not getting married. You're just right. Up, you're not you getting know? married. Like there's no reason you have to oh, if we're not 
wait for it to wear up. Why? There's no reason you it have to wear It just seems like it. a refrain with Liv. It just seems like over and over she just keeps saying this, yeah. Yeah, you like, you First to major and now to him. And now, I mean, this guy is a zombie, too. You know? Right. Like, like, you, this is perfect for you. Like, you're attracted to the dude. You are a zombie, so you won't have to worry about what'll happen. And he has no baggage, meaning, you know, no one, you know, he's not dealing with anybody. You're not dealing with anybody. What is the big deal? You're adults. Like, I don't... It wasn't even like you're... Like, I could see if she had... If there was a thing they established that she doesn't want to have sex before she's in a committed relationship or something like that. Like, some religious thing or whatever. But they haven't established well, it's It's probably because she's, you know, trying... She's wanting to save herself for a it's fat the guy living angst. in Michigan. But I think... <laughs> it's the added angst that is not necessary that, that they added to that that wasn't necessary. Right, yeah. Even though to get to the way they did get to, that she did do that, but it was just not necessary. She could have just did it at that, that time. It wasn't needed. Uh, Clive and Dale are tracking the GPS of the dog. They are hilarious. That Major uh, swiped I would one watch, of his victims. I would watch that show of just them solving cases. Yeah. yeah. Because they have a shorthand, and it's, she makes fun. Because she's the funny one. She He's the straight man. <laughs> right. Pun intended. And she, her jokes are hilarious. She's, she's just, she is just able to make such fun of him. And his facial expressions kill me. Oh, yeah. He, he's great. He is the best with those facial expressions. It's like, even with the woman that he's, you know, he's in a relationship with, he's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna use them hips later. It's oh, like, I, lo- I love it when she's complained about some somebody had used the last K cup and then yeah. he sips on that coffee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Clive and Dale figure out Blaine's true identity, mm-hmm. who his father is too. Who's still okay. missing, by the way? And uh, oh, please don't kill her. Please don't kill her. And Major's uh, Major's uh, freezer, of course. Yeah. Um, Peyton. That's when Peyton rolls in with an immunity. Mm-hmm. And uh, Clive looks at her and says, this is on you when they cut Blaine loose. That was true. Yeah. But he also threatened... uh, He also threatened his woman, Grace. Right. I just hope they don't kill her off. Please don't get rid of her. I really like her on this show. You mean Dale? I mean Dale. I really like her. Okay, yeah, she's great. I don't want her to go away. I already, I already start. I'm starting to see a red shirt starting to appear on her, and I don't want that to happen. I want her to live. Uh, we then cut to live walking into her bedroom, and Drake is curled up in her bed. Ooh, they done did it. <laughs> and and guess what? The world didn't end. Nope, not at all. Yeah, that was that was the end of the episode. Not the Drake guy who sings. You know, or raps. Or no, no okay. this is the character Drake on the episode. The big, right? He kind of looks like uh, what's his face, uh, Channing Tatum, actually. Only big. So, yeah, they all look alike. After yeah, there's kind of just meaty. muscles and big meaty dude. Yeah, who wants all that? So this was pretty hilarious. There were a lot of really good lines in this one. <laughs> a whole lot. Um, like the one uh, Ravi figured it out, and he's super desperate for an attaboy. <laughs> <laughs> and he pauses. Attaboy. And then uh, the, the yeah the Kristen Bell thing like I mentioned I feel connected to her somehow yeah 
Yeah, I give this a, a solid A. I really enjoyed it from beginning to end. I did, yeah. <laughs> one of the best episodes of this show yet, I think. It had it made me laugh, and I was in public watching it. I was on the when I was at the gym on the treadmill. I was um, watching it, and I'd look, I'm, <laughs> I couldn't help it. Like it just wasn't even wasn't even controllable. I just, it made me laugh quite a few times watching it. So. It 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 gets uh yeah it it it's it's I would call a a it would get a for me for this show this is probably one of the best episodes of, of the show so far yeah I give it an A as well it was really it was pretty funny uh, some of the best lines and just her having that like that erotica writer's brain in her head just really kind of <laughs> was hilarious yeah she's good man uh, uh, Rose uh, MacGyver she yeah yeah. I agree. She can she can do funny. She can do physical comedy. She can do, uh, you know, she can do the crazy uh, characters. You know, she can do the sad. She's uh, she's pretty good. Awesome. Yeah. So I saw zombie. Let's move on to the Flash. Mm-hmm. Season this two, is, episode yeah. twelve. This is the feels, but for a different reason. Fastlane was the name of the episode. Really, it feels it seemed more like setup episode to me. Well, feels yeah. in between Wells and 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 Barry. Like, why right. do you have to be so likable? Damn you, Barry! You're just too damn likable. I want to hate you, and I can't. Well, let's let's start off with Harry's uh, subplot then. So, Harry, of course, in an earlier episode, made a deal to steal Barry's speed from uh, for Zoom, mm-hmm. even to him, and he's come up with a way to do it. He has like a little thing. The clips behind the uh, the symbol on Barry's suit that sucks off some of his speed every time he uses it. Always check that before you put that suit on. Wouldn't you notice it was heavier or thicker? I mean, I think you I would, would. You would think. Right? I would ask Cisco about it. I'd be like, how come this is thicker? How much? Is it yeah, did you add something to the suit and you didn't tell me? While Harry is going about betraying Barry, Barry is trying to connect with him. Explained to him like what a mentor Harrison was, and, and Wells is like, you know, you know, screw you, you know, I'm, I don't have to be, I'm, I'm not your mentor, you know, I'm going to betray you, I'm going to, you know, yeah. I'll choose my daughter over you every single time. I mean, he straight up tells him that he will betray him. Totally, and and at the same time, he's like, but damn it. But but Barry point. is so all about seeing the good in people. Yeah, he is. He just doesn't see it, you know, until yeah. it actually is proven to him and shown him. And then he's like, oh. That that um. Well, he came clean himself. You know, it it just goes to show that that relationship building that Barry keeps trying going at with him mm-hmm. has paid off. Well, this is such a super band type of moment. Like he like the like he Wells wants to not care about him at all. He wants to. He he right. he totally wants to to the point where you know, like this is his daughter we're talking about. I mean, this is not some you know some just some random person this is his daughter he's not doing it for him to live he's doing this to try to save his daughter and he jeopardized that entire he's in his daughter's life by by uh doing this i mean he could have just let it go and he they would never have found out but yeah barry it's just that he he can't like that's but but that's barry you can't help but see the good in him in fact, Barry goes so far as to like read read the books that he needs to to be able mm-hmm. to talk to Harry, and they they develop a uh, a a bomb of some sort right. that's able to sh- close the breaches permanently. 
mm-hmm. one at a time, of course. I mean, it's not you know one bomb's going to close them all, but um, you know through their theorizing and, and working together, they're able to come out with this this device, and it works. It actually does work. Right. Um, we then um, we notice uh, you know uh, with the same we'll stick with the same subplot for now. Um, you know, like I said, Harry um, is siphoning off some of Barry's speed. Barry realizes that some of his, and Cisco realizes that he's not running as fast. Mm-hmm. He asked him if he's feeling okay. You know, he asked him if he had enough to, you know, to sleep, enough to eat, or whatever. But so far, the effect has seemed negligible. It just seemed like a little bit of speed off the top, or whatever. Um, while all this is going on, our our freak of the week is Tar Pit, a mm-hmm. guy who was thrown into a vat of tar uh, while the when the uh, you know the big wave went off or whatever. And it's become literally like a living, burning asphalt man. Do you know this has been our first uh, uh, person affected by the um, by the machine on this world since the beginning of this, this season? All the rest have been from Earth, too. Yeah, all the rest have been from Earth, too. Um, tar Pit uh, kills a couple of guys just by um, basically you know drowning them in lava uh, hot uh, asphalt. Mm-hmm. And leaving what's left of the bodies behind. Um, while this is going on, we get a supply with Iris, who's trying to get Wally to stop uh, uh, street racing. Ooh, hot pants, hot shorts. Yeah, I was gonna say whoever uh, whoever decided to put the, her in those hot pants. I was yeah, like, like, sir. Yeah. Pass on my thanks. Uh, <laughs> she shows up at the street races. And it's kind of uh, wants to do an expose on them for the paper. Messed his brother up. That's messed her own brother up. That's right. yeah. That would that would be confusing, especially. Yeah. I mean, they just met. Too. Exactly. <laughs> He's um, like, ooh, she hot. Oh, Joe was trying to figure out how to be a father to someone who doesn't really need a father, doesn't want to be. He's you know, so scared to lose he's, him. He's scared to lo- exactly. He's scared to lose him after finding him after all this time. Mm-hmm. You know, and he wants to be his friend, but he realizes by the end of the episode, he really needs to be a father. Right. Um, while all the street racing is going on, uh, Tar Pit shows up, um, and evident, uh, surprise, the guy who's running the street races is one of the guys Tar Pit wants revenge on. So yeah, that was TV convenience. Right? That, I know that all ties together well. And during and during the uh, the street race, which gets totally messed up, and Barry has to come save uh, Wally from being crushed by a giant wall of asphalt. Uh, a giant rain of glass uh, comes off this crash. Oh. And Barry's able to stop all the pieces of glass except for one. He's yeah. just not fast enough. I like that scene, though. Yeah, it was cool how the one subplot played into the other. Yeah, you know, desperation. And, yeah. For a moment, I thought that they were killing her off. For a brief, eh, for a brief second, I thought that, and then I'm like, no, there's no, not, so. not this way, not this no. way. So she gets a shard of glass to the shoulder and goes to the hospital. Um. Wally is kind of racked with guilt over what happened, and you know, he, uh, Joe explains to him, "Hey, we're family. Why don't you stay with her?" And that's, you know, that's what family families uh, do, you know. Mm-hmm. And he explains to him, "You know, you don't need a friend; you need a father." Yeah, that's who I'm going to be. So there's your feels from Joe for the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. She, <laughs> Never... she didn't let it go. I mean, I liked Iris. I think they really are giving her things to do this season. Um, while all that is going on, Wells takes the speed that he stole from Barry and gives it to Zoom. Mm-hmm. Zoom shoots it up like a junkie. He sure did. Uh, it's kind of like, it has that kind of shake, like a, a, a user, you know, he uses, you know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of, <laughs> yeah, it kind of hit him. And he tells him to bring the rest. 
or his daughter's dead. Mm-hmm. And then leaves. You know, Iris is in the hospital. Barry, you know, is at Star Labs figuring out somebody to, to stop Tarpit. And he's just, he, you know, he says, "Hey, I'm not fast enough. I'm going to need you to run to me somehow. I, I wasn't fast enough to to save Iris, you know, and, and all this other stuff." And he guilt guilt's uh, Harry so much. Totally. <laughs> that totally. Harry confesses and shows him what he did. He, you know, he pulls the thing off of Barry soon and shows him how he siphoned speed to to stop soon. Yeah. And Joe just walks in and punches him. Well, at least he didn't shoot him this time. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> he was over that time. He's like, oh, pop, 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 pop. He was like, Knocks no. him to the floor. And you know, the thing is, is, is Joe is so level headed. Yeah. So when he acts this way, it just, it, it. Oh, he's it, done. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah. You hurt my son. It's like, all I know is you to do, you know, you have the faith you to do to hurt my son. I'm not going to sit there worrying about it. And you kill Eddie, his partner, who he was friends with. And so you hurt my daughter. So you got to go. Um, they throw Harry into the, the uh, particle accelerator on the cell down there. Real quick. Who cleans those things? Uh, Cisco. Um, so, you know, and Harry pleads to Barry to let him go back to Earth, too. He said, look, we can close the breaches. You won't have to worry about Zoom. I'll save my daughter on my own over on Earth, too. And you won't have to worry. You won't have to worry about Zoom anymore. Oh. And Joe, that's what Joe wants. He's like, somebody needs to better send his ass back or I'm going to shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> and he meant it. He meant it. But guess what? Barry's not that type nope. of Nope. Barry, again, looks to the good, good people, and he's like, look, man, um, anybody on Team Flash would have made the same decision he did. You know, yeah, same. and they did, because they did exactly. that. Exactly. Because Cisco, it was right. I was, yep. That was a good pull. To... Yeah, he mentioned Cisco when his brother mm-hmm. was, was being threatened and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. he said, look, you know, you're on, you're on our team. They let him out of the cell. And he says, we're going to do something different. They're going to go. You know, he says, look, if we just send you back and close all the breaches, that's just going to doom you and your daughter and the entirety of Earth 2 to Zoom. So what they're going to do, they're going to go to Earth 2. That's not Barry. He doesn't do that. But you know what bugged me, though, is if the turtle can can slow you down, why wouldn't you try to use that ability... And if he has a thing that can steal speed, right? Use that on Zoom. Yes. Use or that on Zoom. Create a field, or somehow create a field of 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 uh, motion where it can it can um, you know drain speed. Yeah. If look, if you have a device that can drain the speed off someone and suck it off of them, then use that process on Zoom. Figure out You'll some way to weaponize it. You know. Right. You'll never be able right. to touch Zoom. He's too fast. But you could, you know, like, come on. This is it's all fake anyway. But there's a chance that Barry could be fast enough to put that thing on him. Right. I know they'll have to do that. But even but it's it, but you could always say that you could create yeah. like a I guarantee ball. you. I guarantee you that the thing with Jake Garrick, something is up with him and Zoom. Yes. He is either either totally. his his Earth Two version is actually Zoom, uh-huh. or he something. is Zoom. There's something there. There's something. Or there. when they take him out, he will be the next. Mm-hmm. It'll go to him. He'll be the next Flash. You yeah. know. I give this episode a B, and I really like some of the moments in it. It just seemed like there's there are a lot of things setting up. Yeah, a lot of convenience to get stuff done. Right, and a lot of convenience. So I give it a B. It was a good solid yeah. episode of the Flash. I give it a B, B minus. 
Yeah, it was still say. good. I mean, it was still an entertaining episode, but it just had a few things that was like, okay. <laughs> you linked a few things together. and Right. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. B minus for sure. Um, but, you know, it, it's it's just one of those where they have to move all the puzzle pieces around to, mm-hmm. to get ready for whatever the big arc's about to be towards the end of the season. So. Right. And that'll probably, those will probably be the A episodes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. Exactly. Okay, let's move on to Arrow. Uh, season 4, episode 12, Unchained. Also one of my favorite Van Halen songs. Unchained. I can't do a good David Lee Roth, I'm sorry. Shame on you. Yeah, maybe next time. Uh, somebody is stealing high tech all across Star City. Thief. Somebody really good. Somebody really, really uh, skilled. Speedy, Speedy's able to corner the thief on the, on the side of a building, but before she can stop him, uh, she starts to faint and almost falls off the uh, the building herself. And the arrow catches her at the last minute. Uh, Thea is fainting is because of her. She hasn't killed anyone. She hasn't been able to feed her bloodlust. So she is starting to wither away rather than kill someone else. Malcolm is there at her bedside. Uh, Oliver, you know, he explains to Oliver what's going on. And while that's happening, Oliver gets a call from Laurel. And the burglar is struck again. This time he's taken a weapon. Um, Oliver's still in the street clothes. He goes to the burglary site. He sees the thief outside the building, and they kind of uh, go through a parkour sequence together. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I thought this was a really cool sequence. <laughs> yeah, it was. Because we haven't seen... This has been a while, because we they really haven't done a scene of uh, of Oliver doing that. Because remember, the first two seasons, they used to do that like every other episode. He would be jumping around in mm-hmm. the city so, and doing that, and they've kind of gotten away from that. You know, you know other stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he catches up with the thief and discovers that it's Roy Harper. Say what? (laughs) Wait, give me that again. Say what? (laughs) Uh, Before you figure out uh, what's going on, Roy punches him. Yeah. And it gets away. Uh, Team Arrow gets together and, uh, you know, he tells him that Roy is back in Star City stealing stuff. Uh, Felicity is figuring out that what the stuff that she's taking or that he's taking could cause, uh, make what she calls a web nuke, a giant EMP blast that would basically take out the uh, the internet. No, don't do that. Not so the as they list off all the different things they need, uh, let's see, he needs this, he needs this. Oh, and he's going to need a portable power source, just like the one we have at Palmer Tech. <laughs> of course. A powerful new battery that Felicity is supposed to debut later in the week. Oh, um, it's just—it's so lucky how these coincidences happen, isn't you know? it? Though it's almost like they did yeah. it on purpose. You think? I know. It's almost like it was on TV or something. It's kind of. Right. Crazy, yeah. um, there's a fight between between Roy and Curtis. <laughs> uh, Curtis kind of holds his own a little bit, being a former Olympian, but Arsenal is able to. Uh, Team Arrow bursts in just in time. Roy tosses the battery out the window onto right. a drone. <laughs> It's waiting out there. Felicity notices something odd about Roy's eye and tells Oliver to shoot him. Mm-hmm. I like uh, that little part. Yeah. Um, Diggle yeah. and Laurel say no, but Oliver does anyway. All right. And uh, it turns out Roy is under the control of, villain, of a villain called the Calculator. Now, I remember the Calculator from back in the day, from the 70s, where he actually wore a giant Calculator vest. 
Yeah. Yes. And, they, <laughs> and then they, I remember then they updated him to kind right. of be the, uh, the tech the, guy. The, uh, yeah, the behind the scenes tech guys, tech support for villains, if you right. pay. Right. He was also the guy who would set up jobs for you. Right. For a long time. He was like the fixer. But it'll cost you. But it'll cost you. Um, he made Roy, you know, his new identity, trying, you know, he's trying to lay low. Felicity was right. He has this kind of tech contact lens that monitors his actions. So until that was destroyed, you know, the calculator saw and heard everything he did, so he couldn't, you know, give himself away or whatever. Right. Um, Malcolm is left. Uh, Malcolm, of course, is by Thea's side. So while he's gone, Nissa gets a um, a pepper, quote unquote, from the garden. Suggested, yeah, tries a bite. Uh, and this opens up the pepper, and there's a knife inside. She and her minion uh, take out all the prison guards. Cool sword work here. And this is start, you know, starting a revolution. She's going to take over Nanda Parabat and become yeah. you know, Rachel Ghoul. But first, she says she has to yep. find a mysterious lotus uh, mm-hmm. in Japan. Um, they, she goes, you know, later on, there's a scene where she goes to Japan, and who's there? But Tatsu Katana. Say what? From earlier in the, in the uh, series. This is a cool scene. Yes, it yeah. is. Oh, cool. They fight, and, and this is like, you know, look, we could fight here until we're exhausted, or you can listen to what I have to say. Mm-hmm. And they cut away from that point, which was cool because you didn't get to hear what she told her. All right. But you figured out later when she talks to Oliver, which I thought was really good. Felicity learns that the calculator's weapon is going to be set off at a power station. The, uh, the calculator's goons must shop at the same place as Shadow Spire and Hive. They have the same gear. And the same sure do. Right. Exactly yep. the same. Um, the uh, save the city. They have to do something to a weapon that involves setting it off. Uh, there's some sort of tech logic in that scene. I couldn't follow it though. But yeah. Roy stays behind to set it off to make sure the explosive uh, goes off. You know, he takes the risk and he makes, but he makes it out alive. He blinds to safety. Nice little slow motion, you know, jump from right. the explosion sliding through. So this whole time, uh, uh, Felicity and the calculator have been facing off with their voice masking technology over, yes. the, you know, yeah, telling funny. each other, you know, oh, good move or whatever. I would have, yeah. yeah, I'm almost through your firewall and stuff. This like was that. full nerd right here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, was I totally, yeah. it wasn't too cheesy though. I mean, it wasn't. No, it wasn't cheesy. It, it was wasn't just, as cool no. as Mr. Robot, but it was. It was. It was. It wasn't that cheesy either. Full so. nerd. That's all. It was. Um. Felicity gives a presentation on that battery that they were trying to steal earlier uh, from Palmer Tech and uh, hopefully saves the company uh, by launching it flawlessly. They're running the whole building on the, the battery. And uh, as she wheels out, uh, Felicity turns and bumps into the calculator and looks up and says, Dad? Dun, dun, dun. Did not see that coming. No. Me neither. I did not expect her dad to be the, the calculator either. Um, Roy and Thea have a pleasant moment where Roy says goodbye. You think they're going to pull a plug on Thea? That that's no. what I was wondering because. Um, but Roy, you know, says goodbye to Thea. They have a nice little, um, you know, touching moment or whatever. And then uh, Oliver is wa- while Oliver is watching over her in the hospital. Nissa shows up, and she says, "Look, I have a lotus that can save Thea." Uh, and you know, bring her back to you. But the only catch is, I want you to kill Malcolm Merlin. And you know how I knew she was going to ask for him to kill Malcolm Merlin? Because every time uh, something happens and Merlin does something supposedly kind, and Oliver has to say yeah. uh, something like, I couldn't have did this without you. Or, or thank you. 
or thank you, that's when you know someone's going to come in that next uh, 10 minutes and say, Oliver, you have to kill him. <laughs> and he Here's my question. Is, is with what Constantine did with Sarah, uh-huh. you know, why doesn't he reach out to Constantine again to come fix Thea? Because she's not fighting that other side of her. She wasn't dead and came back. I mean, she she's she has her soul, you know, right? She she is. That's not the problem, right? The problem is the bloodlust, and he doesn't know anything about the bloodlust. The only thing they figured out about the bloodlust so far is the stuff that Merlin has known, and the dark kind of sucked it away from her that one time, uh, inadvertently yeah. trying to kill her. Yeah, so. it, it it yeah, it's confusing, but but not. It's like uh, she yeah. they connected her soul with her with her body. So it's she'll have the bloodlust, but it, it's not a but it's not something where it will drive her to be sick if she doesn't do it. It's just a thing of when she gets in the fights and gets too angry, it can come out. Right. But she has to fight to control it. Like, I think by the end of Legends she'll get to a point where she can actually control that anger. It'll always be there. Like, it'll be a Wolverine thing. Yeah. You know, but she, she'll she get to a point where she can feel more in control of it than she did in the first beginning of this. Yeah, when we get to that point in uh, in, in Legends, I mean, right. she went full-on Berserker Wolverine rage. I mean, that's what it totally reminded me of. Right, it did. It totally did. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give this episode a B-. I'll tell you why it's a B-. Mm-hmm. The flashback sequences. Yes, exactly. Like, these are the oh. most, all right, even as pointless as they <laughs> have been in the past, okay, <laughs> this was the most pointless flashback episode or a series ever, and I'll tell you why. Because he's, he's having a flashback to a hallucination right. while he's right. being tortured. Just so we can have Shadow come back. They so shouldn't even have Shadow killed Shadow again. off. I don't even think they should have killed her off so fast. But just to have Shadow come back to tell him to not feel so bad. Mm-hmm. And and that that's the reason that I went with a C plus. And really it would have been a C. It mm-hmm. got the plus because the action sequences in this episode were phenomenal. They were, um, but there. I just felt it was a little bit sloppy storytelling. Uh, just I, it, it, I got bored at certain spots, especially the flashback scenes. So they've got they. I hope that at some point they're going to realize. I mean, like I've last week, it, it, I've had it with the flashback scenes. That was yeah. pointless. Yeah, I've all. had it. I mean, last I, week was cool because they had the Diggle Brothers, you know, and that played right. This. right. Played into the story really well, and we're like, oh, thank God, maybe they're going to be smart with it from now on. We'll give it different characters with flashbacks. Mm-hmm. This was pointless. This was stupid. It didn't play into the main, the main story at all. No. It was him having a hallucination during uh, being tortured, and basically, what, what was the thing, you know? It was a uh, pep talk. Yeah, he's like, you know, don't feel... Right. You know, it was a pep talk, and it was, it was just pointless and stupid, and they didn't need it, and it just made me mad. Um, I'd have to give it a B minus. It's, it's either B minus, C plus too, because it it really uh, it didn't need it. And and the other thing of the whole thing of writing Roy to the point where he can't ever come back, then yeah. why don't they do something cool with him and and make it that he works for Ar- you know uh, Argus, Argus or something, yeah. and he's out there fighting crime, but he's just undercover, man. Like at least make it to a point where he could still come back 
you know, to to, to do things when, it, like when it's see, really something going I'd on. I'd like to see him at some point join the Legends of Tomorrow because then, you know, he, 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 quote, doesn't exist anymore. And if he's traveling through time all the time, you know, it, it would be a perfect... Well, that they can't do because they... Go. Yeah, that they can't do because it's too many characters already. Like it's it's so many characters that he would. Well, have no, but I'm I have the feeling at some point they'll be swapping characters in and out. You know. My yeah, they might they probably will do something like that. They I, they would probably like swap out um, the um, uh, Heat Wave and and Captain Cole probably. Mm-hmm. And then swapping somebody yeah. out. You know, well, like, they they've done their villain. Hmm? Go ahead. They did mention, um, the producers did mention that it's going to be a rotating thing on Legends. Right, I remember that. And yeah. I, I could see them deal, already dealing with, uh, he's already dealt with it, kind of. He tried to, re, you know, get his father to not, you know. So he's already, they, they're already dealing with Captain Cole's thing. Heatwave, you can't save. He's just a thug. So he just, only thing for Heatwave is you got to have, Captain Cole is the one that, puts the pin in him and then when he pulls the, he's the one that puts the pin in him to keep him from exploding and then when it's time then you let him go and he points him in the right direction so that's that's it so I, I could see Captain Cole's arc being done and then he goes back home Captain Cole is one of my favorite from Flash's rogues gallery and mm-hmm. I just have to say is the way he's played and portrayed on this show is it just makes me love the character that much more. It's such a good character, and he plays right. it so well. Okay, well, let's go on to that show, then. Do it. Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, this episode is uh, episode three, season one, called Blood Ties. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, uh, our group is in 1975. Yes. Uh, we, broke, we break up into uh, groups once again, kind of like we did last week. In this yeah. one... Captain Cold and Heatwave talk Jax into taking out the uh, the smaller expeditionary ship, the jump ship. Um, Captain Cold has a mission he wants to go on. He wants to steal a huge ass emerald. So uh, it was. But, it was like kryptonite. Yeah, it that, was really, that's what I thought too. <laughs> it was super big, but actually, but actually, what is going on is he is trying to give himself a bit of redemption. His dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this time in 1975, tried to steal the emerald and then was arrested because he's dumb, right? Because he's a bad, bad yeah. thief. And uh, after he got arrested, he you know he went to Iron Heights for five years. Yeah, uh, and then when he came out, is when you know the abusiveness started for Leo and his sister. Totally. Um. So Captain Cold decides he's going to save his father by stealing the emerald for him mm-hmm. and giving it to him. All right. And what he doesn't count on is when <laughs> he goes to his old house is that there is your son standing in his PJs as a little boy. Uh, he introduces himself as Leo. Snart, you know, tell, uh, tells him to go on to bed. And it's just as he does that, his dad has a gun on him and a bright light. He's, you know, what are you doing to my house? And he, Leaves in the rock, tells him what he had done, and leaves. Right. This was a very well-written scene. The dialogue was really good. I thought the exchange between him and the younger him was, I I don't know, I just really liked this part of the episode. Well, he tells his younger self, don't let anyone ever hurt you. Mm -hmm. Ever. And after he, and then when he talks, and when he gives the thing to his dad, 
you know, he tells him, you know, he knows about his robbery plans. He just kind of leaves him stunned. He tells him to stay with his family. Um, when they get back to the Wave Rider, it turns out Snart hasn't changed anything. His father tries to sell the Emerald two days later to an undercover cop. It ends up in the in uh, prison anyway. So nothing changed. Jeez. Yeah. Which makes perfect sense. I mean, first of all, because to tell him, don't let anyone ever hurt you, he's just signifying that he becomes the a-hole that he already is. You right. know, being selfish and, and doing these things that he's done, he's, except when it comes to his sister. That's the only time when he's not really selfish. I was going to say, the only he tells his dad, he's like, the only reason you get a pass, the only reason I'm not going to dust you right now is mm-hmm. because that that means my sister would never be born. Right. Right. That's the only thing he really cares about is that. So he just, even trying not to have that same future, he just signified that that future was going to happen. Uh, mission of the week number two. Professor Stein and the Atom. Yeah. And a fantastic voyage inside the Hawk Girl. Whoa. I shouldn't have said phrasing. <laughs> whoa. Oh, 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 right. Phrasing. Fantastic whoa. voyage. So, um, Kendra has bits of that knife that Vandal Savage stabbed her with floating through her system. Mm-hmm. And the bits are so small that even the, the advanced computronics of Rip Hunter's ship cannot get them out. Right. So Ray suits up, into the, he suits up into the Adam suit to get in there and save Kendra. He flies into her bloodstream. He uh, gets hit by one of the the uh, the fragments, and the suit mm-hmm. is too damaged to continue. He's kind of shaken by the failure, mm-hmm. um, but then Stein gives him a pep talk. He tells him that he he actually uh, you know he tells him you know that he actually does remember Ray being a really gifted student and all this other stuff made him feel inferior and that he just was messing with Ray all this time because Ray is Ray you know mm-hmm. Ray on the other hand opens up to Stein tells him you know who he lost why he built the Adam suit uh, every time he feels helpless you know why why he felt broken because of that uh, he gives him a pep talk to go he gets back into Hawk Girl and is able to take out the um, fragments. Stein sees just kind of he he really didn't remember Ray, but you know he's sure that you know that he 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 was a gifted student. He had just had a lot of gifted students, so their friendship gets a little stronger, a little right. more. Serious. Yeah. The other mission is Rip Hunter and White Canary in uh, Live and Let Die, kind of <laughs> <laughs> very yeah. uh, very very Bondian. They decide oh, yeah. that um, the best way to uh, the best way to strike at Vandal Savage would be to take out his money. So they go into, they find this, there's a, a very exclusive Swedish bank. Uh, they go in there you know, to ostensibly posit something very valuable of their own. But as they go in and they sit down, Sarah realizes something is up. She notices marks on the guards indicating they're South African mercenaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, he spots the reception, she spotted the receptionist gun. And she knows the banker knows how to wield a sword from the calluses on his hands. Yeah, trust your assassin, please. Yeah. Like, I, and and I, Rip Hunter's like, no, you're crazy. Blah, 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 yeah, right. tr- yeah. Trust the assassin in the group. So um, she, so, you know, Rip's like, no, of course not. And uh, she goes, no, we've been made. And they turn around. And sure enough, there's all of them standing there with weapons. Yeah. Drawn ready to right. fight. Um, Sarah goes crazy, you know, in a Wolverine berserker rage. Uh, starts like killing, yes, vicious frenzy up until Rip Hunter stops her, uh, because they need the one guy to be alive. So because they didn't get anything from the computer, they need information. They get back to the ship and uh, um, 
she tells him about her bloodlust, explains all that going on. Uh, they go to interrogate this dude, Blake, and then Blake is like, oh, you're the guy. You're the guy. Uh, you're like the Antichrist of our movement. Karib. 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 And uh, Rip tells, you know, you know, when they interrogate him, he's like, you know, oh, he's going to be happy to see you after all this time. And uh, Rip explains through flashbacks, he tried to kill Vandal Savage back in the day before Savage became immortal, but wasn't able to. He didn't have the he didn't have it in the heart of it, you know, you know, in his heart. And he says that he's a monster for not being able to get revenge for his family. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and she feels like she's a monster for having, you know, this kind of berserker rage. In the building where, where Blake said they're gonna have this uh, uh car this ceremony involving Carter's remains. They they um get in there, they don't see Savage, they don't see anything else. It kinda looks like eyes wide shut in there. In fact that's yeah. what that's what he he waves exactly says later. <laughs> yeah, Kendra is uh, getting like uh, is stronger now without the fragments in in her, right. and is uh, able and starts like screaming out things. You know, save them. Um, she tells Rainstein, you know, where they are, what the building is, and everything. They're ripping Sarah off on their own mission. Uh, they tell Jax, Leonard, and Mick who show up to the party, uh, but before they show up, uh, Vandal Savage shows that this that um, Carter Hall's blood is actually mystic as well. Mm-hmm. And not only does Carter Hall die and give Vandal Savage immortality, but the blood of Carter Hall is giving everyone like a few extra hundred years on their life. And that's why there's this cult that is built up all around him. Now, this very much reminded me more of Bo- Brother Blood. Yes, totally. Than Vandal totally. Savage. It's like the whole yeah. blood cult and everything. Yes. And the, the, the immortality and the, the people that were bought into it from the banks and stuff or whatever. Um, totally. It just it just seemed very much like uh, parent, you know, Brother Blood from from the yeah. Teen Titans. That is where he started, right? In the New Teen Titans and George yeah. Perez. Yeah, oh, I thought yeah. So. I thought yeah. So. yeah. Actually, it's funny. Perez. It's in uh, Volume Four of the Trade, which I'm reading currently. I was reading a couple of uh, pages of that before we even started. Man, one of the best comics ever. I love that Heck run. Yeah. Heck yeah. Anyway, um, Leonard and and uh, and Rory and Jax uh, crashed the party. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they uh, are um, they they're able to clear out the room and and they get Carter's body out of there, and uh, Hunter Rip Hunter confronts Vandal Savage, stabs him in the neck, and like cuts his throat, and Vandal's like I will rise and I will come out you know and he you says know, you know it's kind of weird the only thing that gets me sometimes with the, with the with these shows is that the how the skill levels get get better or worse. Like, all of a sudden, like, before this, uh, Vandal Savage could beat all of them. He beat Oliver. He could beat up uh, Hawkman. He could beat up Hawk. All of them he could beat up. He knew how to beat them all up because he had all these skills. All of a sudden, now, uh, Rip Hunter is the one that his skills are better. His fighting skills are better. And they never explain why. Right. Well, I think they were, they were in the melee. He got shot a couple times. Uh, Savage did. Yeah, but even and they show him like kind of uh, diminished after getting hit. And I think that's why he was able to get to him with a knife. Here's my question: uh, Why not just go ahead and cut his head all the way off? Exactly. And, and you know, see how he recovers from that. You know, well, I would cut his body in pieces and put the pieces in different places. Mm. That would, yeah, that would even if too. he does, <laughs> even if they do put them together, it's gonna take you a minute, right? Yeah, at least yeah. But what if, what if you put them in 
all these different places and then they go, you know, Army of Darkness and they grow several I, I of him. And now you got, you know, now you got eight or nine Vandal Savages roaming around. Not and they would all fight cement. each other. Mm, not, yeah. not if you put each piece in, a, in cement. There you go. That's what I'm saying, man. Get rid of the head. Just take the head into, yeah. into you know, you got a time machine. Yeah. Take the head back into time. Throw it back in the right. Stone Ages, you know? Totally. You can't get to it there. Totally. It's not going to grow a new head. Or fly that sucker into a volcano. Something. Drop him right. in a volcano. At least he's going to try. If hey, he's going to come back, he's going to come back because he... All I'm saying is you can be more creative than that. Right. Earn your way back, but we're going to try. We're, we're, we're going to try. I'm not done. I'm, I'm going to do some things to make, so, it, make it harder. They have a final like funeral scene. For uh, Carter and for Professor Boardman, um, you know, Rip does the eulogy, and then they get back on the wave rider, and he's like, you know, we need to work in concert, as he says. Right. And Captain Cold is like, look, you won't ditch us, we won't ditch you. Deal. Yeah. And so, that's pretty much it. Yeah, this better mean Hawk Woman can fight better now. Yeah, she remembers. Right. Yeah. Although she keeps saying that she's diminished without Carter, you know what I mean? She keeps making mention of that. I know she does, and I don't know how she would be diminished if she, she knew remembers, everything. Right, if she remembers her fighting right. and the history and all that. Right. I don't think that should be true. So they hop in their time machine, and their next destination, 1986, which if yeah. you're a DC Comics fan, that means Ooh. something to you. Oh, yes, it does. That was the year of crisis, which... Dun-dun-dun. Yeah, so... Uh, so yeah, there's also the year of Watchmen and Dark Knight, but uh, yeah, I give this episode a solid A, except for the only episode, the only part I did not like about this episode was when Rip Hunter did, delivered that line, "I see Men of Steel." Yes, yeah, so Dark Knight night, Knights Fall. I'm like, yeah, just took yeah. out of it for a minute. It yeah. was kind of forced in there, you know. Yeah, what I understand bo- what they're trying for, but it just did not work out for me. See what bothered me is the is the skill level that he could beat him twice. Mm. Even hurt, he still he. This was a guy that was getting shot, stabbed, uh, kicked, and these are people who are super skilled. Like I mean, Oliver is super. He's an assassin for for right. For sake, like it just would never explain why. Um, unless you could tell me that being a time. You know, you traveler, you learned all these different skills because you've, you know, gone through time and trained with all these different people. I, I might can get with that if if that was said, but not being said because you, they built him up as such a fight. Like they built up Savage as just a fighter because he's not super strong. Right. They explain that he's not super strong, but he is. He could fight like nobody's business because he has all these, you know, skills of because he lived so long. But, you know, just it's just the way that he beat him. Yeah, it, well, I, I get what you're saying now that you mentioned it. Yeah. It just, yeah. It just threw me off. How are you, Rich? Um, I I'll give it an A minus and I mean pretty much for the same reasons, but um you know, I can I, I can see why the show is gaining its popularity because I think that they're laying a really good foundation mm-hmm. for an ensemble show here. And uh, it's just, it's exciting. So, 
Cool. Okay. Uh, on the Facebooks, it's called the DC TV Podcast Facebook group, oddly enough. And we asked you, I asked, uh, put out the call to you to give us your comments for the week of what you thought about DC TV and what, uh, all the different shows this week. And you guys, of course, came with your comments, so I would like to read them, of course. And if you'd like to join our group, uh, we would love to have you, DC TV Podcast. On the Facebooks, just dial us up. We're there. Uh, it's a cool place to get all the news on DC TV, a lot of good discussion, some fun. Uh, we, we always put up the uh, the trailers for the upcoming episodes on there, um, mm-hmm. trailers for the upcoming movies are on there, uh, just all kinds of fun stuff. Check it out, DC TV Podcast, yes. Facebook group. Uh, we start with Robert Cooper with his thoughts for the week. Uh, Bizarro was cool. I'm a little surprised. They've really taken Maxwell Lord down Luthor path so quickly. I thought they said he wouldn't be like that originally. Yeah, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. with you. Yeah, I'm very Luthor. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Tar Pit was cool, especially the last full-on monster shot of him. Looked like the comics. This was definitely a table-setting episode, though. Uh, Earth 2 next week is exciting, though. Right. I should have seen the calculated reveal quicker, but it makes sense. Uh, I'm ready for a lot to get going. This definitely felt like a lot of setup. Still fun, but I'm ready for the story to get going. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Davis, I liked Bizarro. She was a tragic figure and really made me realize how Maxwell Lord is evil for using these girls as experiments. Uh, Arrow was really strong again this week. I didn't see the calculator reveal company coming. I thought the guy was going to be an investor. Great to see Roy back. Between the calculator, Roy, and this, they had a lot going on, but they balanced so well. It took us to the next episode. I love one minute. Oliver shakes Ross, Ross's hand, and the next he's told to kill him by Nisa. Uh, hmm. does, he does remember he killed over 500 people, right? Yeah, because I never <laughs> forgot that. Yeah, I, right. I, I didn't forget. Uh, I'm always happy to see Nissa. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, she's great. Oh, man. Yes, I'm, I agree. Awesome. Great. Awesome. Um, Carlos Carmona. Felicity's dad was a surprise to me. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's in that grave. It could be. Uh, I dig they had a few things going on in DC uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Cole trying to save his dad, Ray doing a take on when Ant-Man had to go in and save Vision from the inside, and Rip and Sarah trying to break into the party. But Rip might have doomed his family. Wells put it all out in the open about trying to betray the, the Flash team. But that was Barry, the other thing that bothered me, but go ahead. What was that? Yeah. Telling names and stuff when you get yeah when he said this was for his daughter and son's name whatever they were who right he's oh, like yeah. now I know their names yeah dummy yeah um we'll see Doctor Wells put it all in the open about by betraying the Flash team but Barry understood all around I thought these were good episodes uh, Carlos goes on I like Bizarro Supergirl she's not dead. Since she's turned good before placed into a coma, I wonder if a great battle like with the Kryptonian criminals, Bizarro will be let out to lend a hand. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. Like the Kryptonians versus Supergirl, Martian Manhunter, and Bizarro. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd dig that. That'd be cool. Oh, I do. Uh, Joseph Gaines writes in, uh, Legends of Tomorrow is really good. Professor Stein is becoming quickly becoming my favorite character. Yeah, he is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Also, Katie Lotz continues to kill it as Sarah. Oh, I love her. Man. She's the real standout on this show for me. Her, I think so too. Her and Wentworth Miller, I think, mm-hmm. are like the two real standouts. Um, I predict she'll be the fans' favorite character. Uh, John Davis. Anybody catch the Kristen Bell shout out? Yeah, we yes. mentioned that when we did I Zombie. That yep. was pretty sweet. Totally. That was awesome. And uh, Carlos Carmona. No, but I suppose she's supposed to show up sometime. Well, 
she did show up on iZombie this week, Carlos. Right. And again, if you'd like to join us on the DCTV Podcast Facebook, love to have you. Uh, DCTV Podcast face, uh, it's on the Facebooks. Join us. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you like geeky podcasts, I imagine you do because you've listened to this one for almost two hours. Definitely check out hhwlod.com. We have It's All Connected there, which covers the Marvel side of the television spectrum. Uh, they're covering Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. right now and uh, Agent Carter and uh, you know the Netflix shows as well. So definitely check that out there. Also, we have the Walking Dead TV podcast there, which is going to be retooled and revamped for the new seasons coming up uh, starting on Valentine's Day. So check it out. We'll have new episodes coming up real soon. Uh, the Black Box is there at HHWLOD. A lot of cool podcasts. Check it out, HHWLOD.com. And once you've exhausted all of those possibilities, then head your internet dialing machine on over to the, the Taylor Network of Podcasts, newly revamped website, newly revamped network. All the shows are, have have uh, new logos now, it seems like. Did you do all those? Um, I mean, I know nothing's on as a new one. I yes. Know- most of them, most of yeah. them. And I had and another one coming up. But more, we will have uh, a new episode of Nothing's On. And since you listen to this podcast, you like TV shows, mm-hmm. um, we cover uh, all of it, the Gambit. Yeah, and I know for a fact we're going to be talking about the new X-Files. Yes. And the new Love Venture Brothers. Is. The new Venture Brothers we're going to talk about on Nothing's On. Exactly. Um, so A lot of good shows. So. You can catch that on, on the network. So just, uh, just jump on in. Absolutely. And until next week, uh, thank you, gentlemen, for joining me on the trip through DCTV this week. Uh, We'll be back again next week with another six shows to cover. And uh, we will talk to you then. Until then, we're ghosts. Good night. Night. Night, night. Dude, we did like an hour and 45 minutes. I know. Amazing. I'm getting really good at this recap stuff. You are. You didn't, we forgot to mention that Vixen was coming to the live action. Oh, yeah. We can get that next episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can throw that in there as it comes closer. That's cute. That sounds like it'll be kind of cool. I, I'm just curious. I'm wondering, though, what would be the next rotation of characters for Legends? Like, I hope they don't swap out the Adam or uh, White Canary. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe they could... Uh... Hmm. I really like Captain Cold a heat wave on it. I do, but this storyline is kind of done. Yeah, yeah. They've done what they're supposed to do. I mean, that thing with his father. I mean, that was kind of his right issue. Although he's although he's he's proven to be really useful on the team. He is. Like every time, like when they need to break into somewhere, it's like they have these guys who are like. But how many (laughs) times can you do that? He's gonna betray the the mission to steal because that's habit you can only do that so many times that's true adam he just wants to be a superhero so you could just leave him on the team maybe just make it more positive and make him more uh, proactive well maybe if they develop the mr terrific character more maybe i would think now that they're going to introduce vixen maybe have vixen on this maybe diggle spartan i'm sorry spartan (laughs) (laughs) maybe they got spartan on the team no, I doubt that they would do. Maybe I don't, they could, but I doubt they would do that because it takes so much time to 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 shoot that. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they would pull any of the main cast members. I think, I think if anything, there might be a good chance of Vixen because it, why introduce her if you're not killing off Thea, right? Or the other, you know, you're not going to kill off uh, what you call it, uh, Black Canary, 
you Roy can't come back. If you can't bring back Roy because it's too many people, then why bring Vixen into the mix if you're not gonna throw yeah. her on something else? Like I think they would just throw her on, uh, just prepare her now, and then and then she'll be ready to be on Legends of Tomorrow. Totally, I think there's gonna they're definitely gonna be introducing more characters along the way too. I mean, oh, totally, yeah, I think they're. I, mean, I mean, we just see Quick on tap, and I mean, she yeah, I think another good. speedster. I think they're gonna introduce yeah. a legend. I think yeah, I could, I could totally see that. So, I mean, they would need a totally different. I mean, they would take out Savage, but like, mm-hmm. I mean, what would be their next mission? You know, I don't know. Who knows the damage that'll be done from the from everything they because they have changed some things already. Even though they, you know, right, got to be some damage done by. It'd probably be one of those things where okay, we we took out Savage, but by taking out Savage earlier, we left a power vacuum, and then this guy stepped all in. Right. Right, yeah. he called something else. Because mm-hmm. he, cause he would have been the one to stop this person and or that person, and right. even though he was evil, he was still he would have stopped these threats from coming. It was a good week for. Tea.